Welcome to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. Here's your host, the Bitcoin Boomer himself, Gary Leland. Hello, I'm Gary Leland, the Bitcoin Boomer, and this, of course, is the Bitcoin Boomer Show. Welcome. Now, on this show, we like to talk about Bitcoin. Now, that's pretty much all we talk about is Bitcoin. We really don't talk about crypto. You see, there's Bitcoin, one Bitcoin, the one and only Bitcoin. Then there are over 19,000 cryptos. So this show focuses on the one Bitcoin. I'm pretty much a Bitcoin maximalist, and I believe basically that Bitcoin is the way that the other 19,000 cryptocurrencies will do nothing but cause you trouble. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm more of an educator on the subject of Bitcoin. Now, this is Bitcoin's second decade going on right now, and this is my second season of this show. We have a little bit in common with Bitcoin. But this show, we bring on guests. Great guests, I believe. A lot of them are personal friends of mine from being in the Bitcoin world for many, many years. And we discuss Bitcoins, different parts of Bitcoin, different segments of Bitcoin, different technologies that use Bitcoin. But everything we focus on has to do with Bitcoin. Now, I do want to tell you, you need to tell your friends about this show. If you know someone who's interested in learning about Bitcoin, this is the show for them. Now, I'm not going to make you an expert overnight on Bitcoin. You're not going to know everything there is to know about Bitcoin from watching this show. But from watching this show and watching the guests I bring on and as we talk about Bitcoin, you are going to learn and get educated about Bitcoin. Maybe soon you'll find yourself at the water cooler and someone will be talking about Bitcoin and you'll jump in and know more than they actually do just from watching this show about Bitcoin. Now, on today's show, we have a good friend of mine, C.K. Snarks. Now, C.K. is the general manager of the Bitcoin magazine, which may be the oldest magazine there is about Bitcoin. We'll find that out. But he's also the general manager of the Bitcoin conference, which happens in Miami. And I know for a fact that's the world's largest Bitcoin conference. I believe there were 30,000 people there last year. So we'll find out a lot of stuff about Bitcoin, things you may want to attend or subscribe to. But stick with us uh, after this break coming up when we come back with C.K. Snarks and we'll talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin Magazine, Bitcoin Conference, like I said, but basically the world of Bitcoin. See you in just a minute after this word. Okay, guys, this is Gary Leland, the Bitcoin Boomer, and you need to come here if you want to find out what Bitcoin is, if you want to just meet some great people and have a great time, come to BitBlockBoom. But there's one thing, you have to be a Bitcoiner. We don't allow shitcoiners. Last week in August, every year, moving to Austin. Yeah, I love coming to BitBlockBoom because it's like it's like Mecca for Bitcoiners. Like Everybody here is like part of the hardcore like inner sanctum. Um, you just have these conversations with everybody where like you can see it in their eyes that they believe the same things that you believe. You come to Bitblock Boom once, you're going to come every year. Speakers are great, the networking is great, because you know, that's really what it's about when you're uh, a Bitcoiner, especially when you're a new Bitcoiner, is you want to network with as many Bitcoiners as you can, learn, 
because there's so much information, not only about Bitcoin, but about money in general. Hey, so I'm down here at BitBlock Boom, and what energy, what a lot of fun. It's all Bitcoiners and uh, just good people. That's the one thing that, that all my interactions that I've had with people, you can tell you're just dealing with a culture of people that just want to make the world a better place. So if you want to come to a Bitcoiner conference, not a crypto conference or a shitcoiner conference, if you want to come to a Bitcoin conference, you would come to Bitblock Boom. But like I said, don't even mess with it. Don't even think about it. Don't even attempt to buy a ticket if you're a shitcoiner because your money's going to come back and you'll just make us both work. But if you're a Bitcoiner, you need to sign up and come to Austin now. Come to Bitblock Boom. And welcome back to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, Gary Leland, and as I told you earlier, we bring you this show every week to try to help educate you on Bitcoin and what it is and how it can be used. Now, on today's episode, we have a good friend of mine, C.K. Snarks, with the Bitcoin Magazine and the Bitcoin Conference, who's going to tell us about those two particular things and much, much more. C.K., welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Gary. Always a pleasure. Uh, big, big fan of what you're doing and uh, excited to gear up for BitBlock Boom later this summer. Yes, yes, BitBlock Boom. For those out there, that's a conference I host in Austin, Texas every year and uh, in August, as a matter of fact. So if you uh, happen to be thinking about going to a Bitcoin conference, check out bitblockboom.com. But before, that's, that's all I'm going to mention about that. I had to take advantage of that opportunity there, CK, to throw in a plug. You know me. I'm going to take every advantage I get of every second I can do a plug. But before we get going any further, how about introduce yourself to everyone and give everybody a little bit of your bio as to who you are, your background in Bitcoin, and what you do. Absolutely. So I am the general manager at BTC Inc. We do the Bitcoin magazine and the annual Bitcoin conference every single year. Uh, and I'm involved in every aspect of the business. So, uh, you know, I help lead content strategy, help lead conference strategy. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I have a dream job. I get to Bitcoin every day, all day. So uh, feeling very, very blessed and uh, excited to talk to you about Bitcoin and boomers and maybe a little bit of the other things that uh, BTC Inc. Uh, is working on. You know, I, I'm sure you hear the same thing about the Bitcoin conference that I hear about BitBlock Boom, and that's how many people come up to you later and say, I got my dream job working in Bitcoin from being at your conference or someone I met at your conference or a connection I made. And that, that's a pretty good feeling when someone tells you you changed their whole career path for what they wanted to do uh, because of uh, coming to something you had something to do with putting on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, conferences and meeting Bitcoiners in person is the best way to build rapport start relationships, found, found a Bitcoin company, uh, get a Bitcoin job. And obviously when uh, you bring Bitcoiners together, they, they just make the magic happen. So um, BitBlock Boom is an amazing conference. Uh, I've hired people from BitBlock Boom, multiple people on our team. I met at BitBlock Boom, Bit, 
block boom uh bbb and uh you know we send 10 plus people to bitblock boom every single year uh to network to do business and to uh and to just have a good time you know socializing with bitcoiners uh, and then at the bitcoin conference you know it, every single business in the industry every you know the the most amount of people in the industry coming together all at once uh this past year was 25,000 people in Miami at Bitcoin 22 uh we are actually we just announced uh two days ago, Bitcoin Amsterdam. That's going to be October 12th through the 14th. That's going to be an amazing event, a lot more hardcore, uh, but still a pretty big tent event in the first and biggest show uh, of this caliber in Europe. Uh, so really excited to put that on in October. Uh, and then, of course, Bitcoin 23 is coming up next year. We're going to be announcing more details for that as well. So, you know, Gary is a huge fan. I think, Gary, you've been a VIP guest uh, at the event the last few years. So, um, you know, really excited to, to always host you. And uh, again, it's amazing to be in an industry where, you know, everyone is, you know, so aligned around Bitcoin and bringing Bitcoiners together and moving this industry forward. Um, yes, and I want to talk about all those things too. I want to talk about the conference and Miami. I want to talk, which I assume it's in Miami again. I want to talk about Amsterdam. I want to talk about the magazine. But first, before we do anything, I want to talk about your introduction to Bitcoin. Now, I met you in what, 2019 in San Francisco on your rooftop for a barbecue. And at that time, you were already pretty highly involved or heavily involved in Bitcoin. But tell us your Bitcoin origin story. How did you find out about Bitcoin and pill, as we call it? So I discovered Bitcoin or actually took a serious look at Bitcoin in 2017, the fall of 2017. Uh, and I was instantly obsessed and i actually i was uniquely positioned to see through what at the time was uh, a massive ico security fraud it was, a, it was guys as you know token mania um so i was uh because i, I previously you know before discovering bitcoin uh, i worked for several startups in silicon valley i saw what fundraising from venture capital in silicon valley looked like I knew the realities of some of the companies I was working for that were fundraising and um, how poor of businesses they were. And despite that, still raising, you know, millions of funds. So uh, to me, it was really clear that, you know, the ICOs were just really poor, bad startups raising orders of magnitude, more money with a token. Uh, and it was pretty clear too that there's something wrong there. So in that 2017 timeframe, I just started looking up what's wrong with crypto, what's wrong with blockchain, what's wrong with uh, ICOs. And the only people who are speaking up against it intelligently were hardcore Bitcoiners, Bitcoin maximalists, Bitcoin only people. Uh, so Tone Vase, Ansel Linder, some of the people who really influenced me at the beginning. But, you know, I, I went down the Bitcoin rabbit hole hard and I... I couldn't even pay attention at work. So I actually quit my job uh, two weeks before Christmas. If you look at the Bitcoin chart, that is like within two or three days of the 2017 Bitcoin top. So I know for a fact that all my colleagues were laughing at me the next following months as I, you know, didn't have a job, had no plan, but, you know, <laughs> quit to do this Bitcoin thing. And now the market was crashing. 
but luckily for me, um, I did have a plan. Uh, I'm a networking whiz. I went to a conference. I went to the North American Bitcoin conference in Miami, which is a conference that, you know, has a deep history in the, in the crypto space. Uh, I saw an ad and I was like, Hey, I'm going, I went there. It was complete debauchery. There's banana coin posters. There's a radiology chain. There's all this excess from 20, 2017 that was bleeding over, but BTC Inc was also there. Uh, I met, uh, the then CRO, his name was Bryce Wells, shook his hand, said, I live in San Francisco. I do sales. I love Bitcoin. Uh, and the rest is history. Uh, two months later, I had a job at BTC Inc doing event sales and, you know, I just ground my way up, uh, to general manager. So it's, uh, it's been a hell of a ride these last four years. Well, you and I have one thing in common. We both got into Bitcoin in 2017. I was just a little bit ahead of you, but the main thing we have in common is that we both have gone through the same amount of giant drops as Bitcoin has gone up. We've seen it go up several times, and we've seen it drop several times. So it, that really hardens you after a while, and after you have that happen two or three times, you really don't get as concerned with the price. Absolutely. I mean, I've done multiple podcasts on two subjects in particular. Subject number one is that Bitcoin is binary. Okay. So what that means is that there are only two logical outcomes for this Bitcoin experiment. Bitcoin becomes global money and one Bitcoin will be worth an astronomical amount of value or the incentives fail, the system fails and Bitcoin fails it goes to zero. I highly, highly doubt that there's a middle case where Bitcoin is an okay investment that lives amongst other investments. That's not a realistic, uh, that's not a realistic end result uh, based on what I can see. So uh, it's binary, it's everything or nothing. And with that in mind, you know, at any price, Bitcoin is worth it. Uh, the asymmetric risk to reward is amazing as long as you put yourself in a position where you don't risk too much uh, and put yourself in a position to get wrecked, if you will. So uh, the issue here is sometimes people put too much on Bitcoin right now uh, without positioning themselves to make it through the journey. Because at the end of the journey, when Bitcoin does become global money, then you know you'll be able to really we'll be right back and finish with we'll finish with that in a minute but you have to get there and welcome back to the bitcoin boomer show i'm your host gary leland joined today by my friend ck snarks now ck let's finish up where you were before i so rudely cut you off now you were saying there's two outcomes for bitcoin um, one of them is Bitcoin becomes a world currency and goes to the moon. And I guess the other one is Bitcoin becomes worth zero. Is that correct? Is that, is that what you were getting yeah, at there? The incentives break down and you hear, you hear, yeah, you hear skeptics say, Hey, all these things are wrong with Bitcoin. Okay. Well, if, <laughs> if they're right, it's going to go to zero. There you go. But when you invest in Bitcoin, you you are investing that the incentives are not wrong. And when you take a deep dive into how Bitcoin's incentives are architectured, it's honestly incredibly groundbreaking. Uh, so 
uh, Bitcoin is almost like a discovery. So uh, if the discovery is true and the incentives are correct, then, you know, I think the outcome is that Bitcoin competes its way into becoming the global reserve currency. And again, then you have to put one Bitcoin into perspective, right? Uh, we're not talking about million dollar Bitcoin. Like that's absolutely laughable. Like we're talking about one twenty-one millionth of all the value created. And then, you know, you can talk about it, the value that is being created on a Bitcoin standard that should surpass what is being created on this extremely dysfunctional fiat standard that we're on today. So that would, you know, if Bitcoin becomes a world currency, we are talking about more than a million dollars per Bitcoin, that's for sure. Before we go in any further, I do have one question, though, I ask everybody that I haven't asked you yet. And so here it is, and I didn't give you any preparation, which I probably should have, but what is Bitcoin? Simple question, sometimes a very hard answer. What is Bitcoin? Oh man, there's so many ways to answer this. Um, I think the the nerdy answer I would say is Bitcoin is the solution to the Byzantine generals problem. So the the Byzantine generals problem is the fact that uh, without communicating with each other and trusting each other in a distributed manner, you cannot have trust. Uh, there's this lack of trust uh, between uh, between entities. So historically, the way that we've solved for trust is we centralize trust in entities. And then over time, those entities break that trust, right? So that's happened time and time again. Now it's happening with central banks. It happened with the church back in the past. And, you know, that is a story as long as human history and human coordination. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Discovering Bitcoin is like, it, it's a discovery. It, it solved this problem that's been plaguing human coordination uh, since we became sentient. So uh, it is absolutely groundbreaking. Uh, on another level, you know, Bitcoin is a very, very intelligent understanding of the properties of money and then putting them into, you know, effectively a pure money that has nothing else attached to it, no other baggage. So if you look at gold, gold fulfills the standards of what money is very, very well, better than anything else in the world. Uh, up until this point, but it's definitely flawed. It definitely needed banking. It definitely needed uh, additional credit and other things to help it scale. Uh, and ultimately, you know, it got centralized into the hands of central banks. Um, Bitcoin solves those issues without any of the drag of the commodity, without any of the drag of alternative uses. Um, it is 100% pure money. Uh, it's digital. Uh, it's distributed. And Ultimately, the solution of the, the Byzantine generals problem, it is trustless. So in a world where people trust each other less, you know, there's a saying Bitcoin is for enemies. You don't have to trust the person to receive their Bitcoin. Um, so uh, it, it helps scale trust in a world where there is less trust. And I think ultimately that helps humanity scale uh, and it, it's going to help us be much more productive uh, into the future and, and create a better world. So uh, that's that's my complex answer. I know you probably have another uh, question, but one last answer. So I, I had you know the nerdy answer, the complex answer, uh, and then my super simple answer is Bitcoin is money that works straight up, flat out. And what we have right now is money that does not work. Uh, so we can tease that out, but Bitcoin actually works. Well, I, I think money worked 
for a long time, the money we have. It's just been corrupted so much from com coming off the gold standard, uh, printing Gober, you know, um, just printing as much and giving it away. They've done everything they can to destroy the dollar. I'm not saying that the dollar was great, but it did function, you know, until they started trying to do everything they could to destroy it. And it probably would have gotten destroyed anyway long term. They just put it on steroids since 1970s and have done everything they could to destroy it. Um, talking about Bitcoin, well, you know, go ahead, go ahead, The dollar CJ. requires trust in humans, right? The dollar requires trust in humans. Bitcoin right. does not. Gold does not technically until it got concentrated into central banks and then, you know, arbed away. So we stopped using gold directly. Um, then then it broke. So, I mean, you could say, hey, we did have money that worked. But the fact that it was corruptible uh, shows that it didn't work that well. And I think Bitcoin is not corruptible. Um, so I think it's it's uh, a step improvement. Definitely an, definitely an improvement. Definitely an improvement. Definitely improvement. And you're right. It was corruptible, and they corrupted it. So in that point, it it didn't work. I think the main thing is what you say is the fact that the dollar required someone to keep a ledger for us, a bank, federal bank, whatever, to keep a ledger for us as to who owned what and whose dollar something was. And I gave that dollar to you. Now with Bitcoin. No one keeps a ledger. Bitcoin keeps its own ledger. So no one can change the ledger sheet. Or everyone keeps the ledger. Right. And everyone can append to the ledger given certain rules and constraints that are unchanging. Exactly. That, that's, that's exactly what I mean. You're, when you have a node, you have the ledger. You have, you have view access to the entire thing on the level of what only central bankers have. Honestly, it's a million times better than what central bankers have. You listen to uh, the Fed, you listen to ECB, none of them know what the heck is happening. Like their system is so opaque, like they don't even have a full node ledger into the entire dollar system. That's, you know, we can go into the euro dollar uh, rabbit hole into, you know, these offshore banks and this, you know, dollar equivalent accounts, um, but they don't even have a full ledger. So like Bitcoin gives everyone much better access to the full global banking ledger than is even available today to anyone. Before we go any further, have you seen the news this morning that Michael Saylor with Michael Strategies bought, is it another $10 million worth of Bitcoin? I mean, how, that guy is a machine. I mean, that guy is nonstop. He has got to be the biggest Bitcoin bull in existence. Yeah, so the only way that Michael Saylor can buy more Bitcoin is because he has cash flows. So I just want to make a point to Bitcoiners out there that in order to accumulate, in order to not have to tap your Bitcoin supply at some point that is not optimal, uh, avoid being a forced seller, you have to have cash flow and you have to have the ability to continue to allocate at low prices. So uh, I hope that this is a good time for MicroStrategy. I hope that this is a you know, leads to people having more confidence in their strategy. Um, and I hope that, you know, Michael Saylor can, and, and MicroStrategy can continue to hodl and accumulate. Um, and I hope that Bitcoiners are putting themselves in position to do the same because you can't take advantage of the dip if you have no cash. And if you're a forced seller during the dip, then uh, that puts you in a really bad situation.
Yeah, I think we're seeing that forced selling is causing a lot of people a lot of problems right now who are buying on margin or trading on margin and things like that that are, are having to uh, get rid of their Bitcoin to pay pay the debts that they've incurred due to bad practice of not just buying and holding or hodling their Bitcoin. Now, we're getting ready to go to a commercial break, but when we come back, we want to talk about Bitcoin Magazine. I want to talk about the Bitcoin Conference, U.S. and Amsterdam, is it? About all of that when we come back with C.K. Snarks from Bitcoin Magazine and the Bitcoin Conference. So stay tuned. And as I always say, during this break, call up a neighbor, call up a friend, call them, telegram them, talk to them, tell them to watch this show so they can learn a little bit about Bitcoin. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. And welcome back to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, as always, Gary Leland, the original Bitcoin Boomer. Today, I'm joined by my friend C.K. Snarks. C.K., welcome back. And I want to start off this segment talking about the Bitcoin Magazine. Or is it Bitcoin Magazine or BTC Magazine? What's the official name? Bitcoin Magazine. That's what I thought, so I was right to begin with. Tell us about the magazine, and I think you even have a copy of it there. It's a real magazine. People are not used to seeing that much more, much in the tech world today. No, it is a very real magazine. Let me make sure it's in the shot. Um, here's the cover of our most recent. Uh, this is the censorship-resistant issue. Uh, and as you can see, uh, there is a very provocative image of uh, un, uh, you know, police officers, riot squad in Canada with uh, their badges hidden, um, taking down uh, the truckers uh, who are protesting in Ottawa. Uh, and this magazine is absolutely incredible. It is absolutely a, uh, a collectible item. And I think the commentary in this magazine is, commentary you would never hear in the media these days so um it's kind of an old media format but it is extremely extremely real um it is extremely extremely raw and uh we're not trying to be politically correct we're just trying to be truthful and stick to the ideals of bitcoin and freedom and sovereignty uh so uh the there's a lot of other stories about censorship resistance within this magazine, but obviously the story of, you know, the censorship that happened in Ottawa with these truckers, these protesters, uh, and then the fact that uh, the only donation mechanism that actually worked for them was Bitcoin uh, is really, really impressive to see. Um, and it's something that, you know, showed the world the power of these tools and moving into the future, uh, it's something that will have to be grappled with as a fact uh, of, of life. But again, I really recommend people get a hold of this magazine. It's, in, it's available at uh, India, uh, sorry, uh, gosh, uh, Indigo in, in Canada and Barnes and Nobles in the United States. You can also subscribe, uh, go to store.bitcoinmagazine.com. Uh, we, we have two awesome subscription formats. Uh, my favorite subscription format is 
Uh, it's called the cold storage format, but effectively uh, it's a slightly discounted magazine. Uh, but you, every issue, you get two issues, one in, in plastic wrap. So that way you can frame and store it. And the other one uh, that is not wrapped. So that way you can actually enjoy it, read it, have it on your coffee table. And I just want to show this magazine again. This thing is a work of art and it is thick. That thing is, it's almost a book uh, is we, we do not cheap out. It's amazing paper, amazing photojournalism throughout the entire thing. And it's just an incredible uh, homage to the Bitcoin counter culture and movement. Um, it's, I think it's a lot of Bitcoins, Bitcoiners prized possession. Uh, and it's just, you know, a beautiful artifact. You know, I know a lot of people, Bitcoiners, of course, who collect Bitcoin uh, memorabilia, let's say. They collect your magazine. They collected the issue of the newspaper in El Salvador. They collect those tennis shoes that came out with the Bitcoin logo on the heel. People really are obsessed about collecting and uh, getting as much Bitcoin paraphernalia as they are Bitcoin almost. So that's kind of amazing to me how much stuff people collect or how many collectibles there are about Bitcoin. But I get the magazine. It's a great magazine. I'd recommend it to anyone, um, whether you go in a store and buy it or receive the cold storage edition that uh, CK talked about. You definitely need to take advantage of that opportunity. And y'all usually give them away at the conference. Uh, if you go to the conference, you can pick up a copy there. The magazines are for sale at the conference. Uh, in Nashville, uh, we host a weekly Bitcoin meetup where we give them away to people who attend. Um, and we are looking to partner with meetups across the country uh, and then hopefully at some point across the globe. Uh, and would love to uh, distribute magazines uh, with them there. Uh, you can see we have the censorship resistant issue, Moon issue, uh, the El Salvador issue, and then a lot of our legacy magazines. So you can uh, purchase all of the, the entire collection. You can uh, look at some of the original Bitcoin magazines from all the way from 2013, uh, or you can subscribe now for the latest. So, uh, you know, a lot of awesome stuff on the store. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Bitcoin magazine is just incredible. And I think there's really two audiences for the Bitcoin magazine. One is the Bitcoin collectors and the hardcore Bitcoiners. Uh, but two, it is the people who aren't that into Bitcoin yet. Maybe they're curious and they just pick this up. They see it at the airport. Uh, they see it at a bookstore and they, you know, it it is the impetus for them to actually kind of look into it um, and, and see that there's so much more here. It's not this cheap like crypto guide or anything like that. It is a real hard hitting piece of culture uh, and Bitcoin is deep. So we're just trying to capture that. Well, I guess I need to touch base and get with you on uh, getting some of those at BitBlock Barbecue Meetup every month. Uh, if you're going to be sending those out through uh, meetup groups, we need to, to talk later and get that set up and going uh, for sure. So um, when you went to work for, originally in 2017, you talked told us your story about going out to Miami and meeting uh, BTC Magazine or Bitcoin Magazine. This is the company you started with. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I would say the company has evolved a lot and changed a lot. Uh, during that time period, you know, we went from a, a crypto media company to the Bitcoin only media company. We launched the Bitcoin conference. Uh, we brought back a print magazine. So uh, we we really 
during me being there went from not having an identity to having a very strong identity and brand and really evolving it. So it's been uh, one of my greatest pride and joys to be a part of this process. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm in the end, I'm blessed that, you know, the first job I got in the space is, uh, you know, effectively, you know, my dream job. So. Well, I, I, I think that's something we see a lot. We see it in people a lot, but we also, there are a lot of companies too that start out in crypto or Bitcoin and crypto, but then over time, just like Bitcoin Magazine, they become Bitcoin only. Um, they go from crypto to Bitcoin. Yeah, my perspective here is that Bitcoin is kind of counterintuitive to how the world works today. So it's kind of hard for people who are hardwired in the fiat ways to see it right out the gate. But crypto actually aligns a lot with how the world works today. You know, you it's a multi-asset world. You're always speculating on different assets in order to keep up with inflation and uh, monetary debasement. Um, it just, I think it's actually more intuitive. So it, to me, it makes sense for someone who finally makes the leap of like, okay, you could have value with internet, you know, signatures and, and cryptography. Um that crypto seems like a very logical thing. Hey, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. There's a lot of experimentation and technological innovation. You know, there's these startups and founders and VCs that are backing these things. Uh, there's speculation and trading. I, I think it's intuitive. So uh, to say no, Bitcoin only, Bitcoin's a signal. We are going to definancialize the world and simplify the world and make our financial system a lot more transparent. Uh, and make it work for everyone. Uh, that isn't intuitive for me, but I, I just don't think uh, people see it or or hear it as easily. So they often start with crypto. They get burned. Uh, a lot of people are getting burned right now with, you know, what is a spectacular blow up in the crypto space. And um, yeah, I mean, it's affecting Bitcoin's price, but ultimately. You know, Bitcoin is the signal. Bitcoin is the difference. Bitcoin is what is actually happening here. And uh, sometimes it takes that that pain for people to coalesce around Bitcoin. So it kind of reminds me of 2017, to be honest with you, into 2017, where the whole crypto world blew up, including Bitcoin. But when it's over, Bitcoin is the one that comes back and a lot of the cryptos don't. Join us though, please come back after this word from our sponsor. And welcome back to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, Gary Leland, the Bitcoin Boomer, joined today by CK Snarks from the Bitcoin Magazine and the Bitcoin Conference. Now, CK, we talked about the magazine now. Now, let's, let's get into the conference. We got the existing conference, which we've been going to for years now, and we have a new conference. Let's start with the existing conference. Let's talk about uh, how 2022 went. Tell us a little bit about it. It was huge, 25,000 people, I think, and what plans may be coming up for 2023. I, I can't 
talk uh, about too much of the plans yet, too many of the details yet, because we haven't announced those, uh, but we will be announcing them. Uh, what I can say is that it will be in the United States. It's going to be uh, incredible. It's going to be the, you know, this is the industry show for the entire space. So, uh, you know, it, it's not just, uh, you know, a couple hundred people. It's not a couple thousand people. Um, this is a massive, massive production. Millions of dollars are being invested in building out in a massive expo hall, tons of amazing activations, uh, musical artists, celebrities getting paid in Bitcoin, interacting with the Bitcoin community, uh, multiple huge, huge stages, uh, the entire industry lining up announcements uh, to unveil to the world. Uh, and Miami Beach Convention Center in the city of Miami Beach said that of all the events they have ever done, Bitcoin 22 generated the most press by far. It was an order of magnitude greater, uh, which is, it just shows the scale and scope of this event, shows the scale and scope of Bitcoin. Uh, and, you know, we are running it back with Bitcoin 23 and every single year. Um, so this is the big tent event of the industry uh, and of the space. And sometimes it shocks people how Bitcoin only we are. You know, I think a lot of Bitcoin maximalists uh, out there who are the most diehard, you know, they, they're upset about, you know, having to open up to a big tent and bring a lot of people in. Uh, but for the majority of attendees who, you know, aren't hardcore maximalists, they come in and this is their first experience with the Bitcoin culture, with the fact that there is this subculture that is Bitcoin only that's focused on sound money and sound economics, uh, and that is focused on Bitcoin in particular. Uh, and that's their first time brushing up against it. So I love seeing stories that you mentioned, like people getting jobs, but also stories of people saying, Hey, I went to the Bitcoin conference, you know, expecting NFTs and this. And I, what I discovered was an amazing community of diehard uh, driven Bitcoiners who are pushing forward money to save the world and money for the people. Uh, so we try to create a, a platform to show the best of the Bitcoin community and bring in the most amount of stakeholders to see the best in the Bitcoin community. Um, yeah, I mean, any questions about uh, about the Bitcoin conference well, just, that happens every year? Well, just uh, and, on that, on that and, statement uh, there, what's though. What's happening next year that I can maybe talk about? Well, just on that statement there, though, you're right. There are a lot of people who live in different parts of the country who really don't ever get a chance to interact with other Bitcoiners. Maybe they live in a, because Bitcoin's still a small world. Maybe when we go to the, your conference, it's a huge world, but most parts of the world, it's a small world. So those people really do get excited about the opportunity to talk and meet and enjoy talking with other Bitcoiners and discussing uh, subjects with other Bitcoiners. Now, you have your regular uh, event, which is huge, and you must have taken out almost every hotel room in Miami. I mean, and then you have special events like you have a whale uh, party and you have there are tons of events going on by outside companies every night uh, going on. Uh, what, did, what, did, what do you think might be one of the harder things about putting on that conference uh, and getting all these Bitcoiners there? The hardest thing by far is... Um, staying true to Bitcoin while also um, inviting as many people as possible and, 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 and walking that tightrope. It's a very, very difficult challenge. Um, it's the area where we probably receive the most criticism. The second hardest thing is throwing an event of that magnitude. Uh, when you get to that size, 
one, there's not that many venues to choose from. So that reduces your optionality. Two, all those venues are politically controlled for the most part. So now you're dealing with the politics of cities and things like that. Um, and it's just a massive coordination uh, and logistical nightmare. Uh, it's effectively a, a 12 to nine month project on an annual basis with a full-time team that's just building towards it. And then I'd say the third hardest thing is just putting on events in general. And Gary, you're extremely familiar with this, but the fact that it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist, and then it exists all at once. So it, really nothing can prepare you for that. Um, but other than, you know, doing it over and over again and trying to uh, minimize the the mistakes and, uh, and, and surface for errors. But uh, yeah, I would say it, it's really hard to put on an event. Uh, and then once you get to this size, you know, one year, we're in like the top 10% echelon of global events, not just, you know, we're in the top 1% of, you know, obviously with the biggest Bitcoin event, but we're up there in global finance events and just events in general. And there's just a lot of complexity. We've got about a minute or two left for this, but tell us about, I think, did you just announce this yesterday? Bitcoin in Amsterdam, the Bitcoin conference in Amsterdam? On Monday. Monday. Okay. On Monday, I, yeah. I saw it yesterday, I guess. Bitcoin I've been out of the country. Amsterdam. Tell so, us about that real quick. No, absolutely. Um, really. So this is not Bitcoin 23. This is actually October. 12th through the 14th, uh, 2022, uh, in Amsterdam. Very few people know this, but the Bitcoin conference, Bitcoin 2019, was launched in the Bay Area in San Francisco, actually to pay homage to the San Jose Bitcoin conference in 2013, uh, that many people credit as being there, uh, a key part of their introduction into the space, um, including our CEO, David Bailey. Um, And then so us going international, it is very fitting to choose Amsterdam as Amsterdam was the location for Bitcoin 2014 Amsterdam, uh, which is another pivotal and huge early Bitcoin conference. Uh, And then Amsterdam as a city, it's a city that's well renowned for uh, just uh, independent choice, freedom, and uh, a a laissez-faire attitude. It's uh, has a history of being uh, a cornerstone of, uh, of capitalism and markets in the world. Uh, and, you know, a lot, a lot of innovation and culture has come from there. So it's a great city for Bitcoiners to party at. We have an amazing venue, uh, the Westergas venue, which is one of the best venues uh, in the city. It takes years to book. Uh, we have great partners who are on the ground in the Netherlands putting it on. They put on tons of parties and festivals. Uh, and obviously, we are bringing the Bitcoiners. So uh, it's going to be amazing. You know, we've already sold. Um, you know, hundreds of tickets. We have a max of 5,000 people. So hundreds of tickets in the first few days is a great start. And uh, we already have thousands of people waiting to get on the, to, we actually haven't even opened up a public sale. So this is just a private sale. Um, so uh, we're going to be selling out and there's not a lot of room. So really excited for Bitcoin Amsterdam, October 12th through the 14th. Okay. Got a couple of minutes here. Where can people, what links do people need to know? Where can people follow you and keep up with you? Give us all that information. All right. I got a lot of places. Uh, First and foremost, the Bitcoin conference, b.tc forward slash conference. That'll take you to a splash page where you can get to Bitcoin 23 or Bitcoin Amsterdam. Uh, I would highly recommend going to both. The next is bitcoinmagazine.com. That is our online uh, publication. We didn't even talk about that at all, but Bitcoin Magazine is happening every single day. We are covering everything Bitcoin every single day. 
and that is the digital format. Uh, and then you can get to store.bitcoinmagazine.com, look at our swag, buy our print collect collectible magazine, which is less news oriented, much more culture and collectible oriented. And then finally, I'm on Twitter at CK underscore snarks. Uh, I'm putting out my snarky tweets at all times uh, and uh, talking about Bitcoin there. So uh, I think those are the best places. Bitcoin magazine, CK snarks on Twitter. Oh, sounds like a great place to keep up with everything. And, I, and I'm looking at uh, Amsterdam, I just wish flights weren't so damn expensive right now. Oh my gosh, they're just a killer right now. I went down to Cabo, it's usually $250, it was $800. So this gas is killing me. Um, but CK, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the word with everybody. And if I can get there, I'm going to see you in Amsterdam for sure. We do appreciate it very much, CK. Now, we're getting ready to get out of here for a commercial break, and then we'll be right back. And when we do, I got a few special things I want to tell you about, so make sure you stick with us until the break is over and come back. And like I said, please tell your friends about this show. We can't use too much help. Thanks. And welcome back to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. We've had a great show today. CK gave us a lot of information and both the magazine and the conference are definitely worthy of investing some money into. By investing, I mean buying a ticket or buying a subscription. So please do check those out. Few other things I do wanna tell you about and make sure you know to check out. So like I said, during the conversation with CK, I run a conference in Austin, Texas, every August, the last weekend in August, called BitBlock Boom. So make sure and check out the website, bitblockboom.com, for one of the best conferences on the planet. This is a Bitcoin-only conference, much, much smaller than CK's, more intimate is what we try to call it, and people seem to love it for being a smaller conference about Bitcoin. Also, I want to tell you about a book I've written with some friends of mine called Bitcoin and the American Dream. So this is a quick read, maybe an hour and a half. You can read it on a flight, but it'll tell you everything. Well, not everything, but it'll give you lots of information on Bitcoin. So if you want to find out about Bitcoin, how it's changing the world, gain some information, go to BitcoinandTheAmericanDream.com and check out our book and see what you think for yourself. It's a great read. Now, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or in the state of Texas, or I don't care where you're at, you may want to consider coming to Dallas and coming to my monthly Bitcoin barbecue. And that's called BitBlock Barbecue. Every month, we get together and a bunch of Bitcoiners ascend on Ferris Wheeler's Barbecue Restaurant in Dallas, Texas, and we eat good old Texas barbecue and talk about Bitcoin. But just to make sure you know, this is a Bitcoin-only barbecue. There's no crypto talk, just Bitcoin talk, just like my conference. We talk about Bitcoin, just like this show. We talk about Bitcoin. Now, please, like I say every day, please share this show with your friends. Please tell them about us. This also comes out as a podcast. You may check your uh, podcatcher, whatever you listen to podcasts with, and you can subscribe to the podcast also. I'm Gary Leland, the Bitcoin Boomer. You can follow me on Twitter at Gary Leland. That's right, on Twitter, I'm just Gary Leland, but then again, 
I'm Gary Leland about every piece of social media. So if you want to keep up with what I'm doing, where I'm going, events I'm hosting, just follow me on Twitter or wherever you do your social media at. And I'm sure to be there. I do thank you for taking the time to join us. And please join us next week for another great episode of the Bitcoin Boomer Show, where we'll have another great guest to talk about Bitcoin, because that's all we talk about is Bitcoin on this show. So I hope you've had a good show. Hope you've enjoyed our show. And I hope you enjoyed CK. And we'll see you next week right here at Biz TV Studios.